Praise Him, and welcome to the Believe Right, Live Right podcast. I'm Eugene Hill, Senior Pastor of Kingdom Recovery Ministry, located in Phoenix City, Alabama, where we believe if you can change what you believe, you can change your life. Christianity is not about right doing, it's about right believing. Transformation takes place when you believe. What Jesus did on the cross is powerful. When you believe, it can and it will change your life. We call it the good life, the grace life, excelling in every area of life. Father God has a life-changing word just for you today. Are you ready? Let's get right to it. Father, we're so grateful, so thankful, Lord God, for this opportunity to gather in your name, Lord God, to be used as your vessel to minister to us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for using my mouth tonight as your mouthpiece, Lord, to speak what thus saith the Lord. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for an opportunity to be gathered in your name, Lord, to be gathered among the men and women of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. So, Father, we just ask that you have your way in this place on tonight. You think through our minds. You speak through our vocal cords, Lord. Let it be all of you and none of us in this place. Come on, church, say amen. 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 Well, tonight we uh, want to... Delve into the word of God. Sunday pastor encouraged us to get in the word. Y'all remember that? He told us that the word of God has power. He encouraged us to read our Bible because the word has power. Well, tonight, Father God wants to answer this question. Why read your Bible? Why read your Bible? Amen. First of all, we want to start out by saying why we don't read the Bible. All right. We don't read the Bible or we do not read the Bible to make God happy. We do not read the Bible to qualify for God's blessings. And we do not read the Bible to get in good with God. We're already in good with God, all because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't read our Bible to qualify for the blessings. We're already qualified, all because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we don't read the Bible to make God happy. Believe it or not, you read the Bible to make you happy. (laughs) Amen. You read the Bible to make you happy and to keep you happy. Because, see, what we have to understand is that the word makes us better. We're looking tonight uh, at this question, why read the Bible? And so we're saying we don't read it to make God happy. We don't read it to qualify for this blessing or that blessing. And we don't read it to get in good with God. As a matter of fact, we already have those things. We're already in good with God. We got it good with God. And we're already qualified for the blessings. So we read the Bible, number one, uh, really to make us happy and to keep us happy. Because the word makes you better. Okay, the word makes you better. And, you know, I can't really explain how the word does that. 
I just know the word does it. Amen. The word brings a calm. It brings a peace to you. Um, it brings healing in your mind. You know what I'm saying? It brings favor and provision. The word does something in your psyche that I really cannot explain. If you stressed out, read your Bible. You know, if you've got negative thoughts bombarding your mind, go get in the word. Amen. Try reading the word. It's going to get rid of those negative thoughts. It's going to bring a peace and a calm in your stressful situation. The word brings us comfort. Amen. And it makes us better. Let's go to some scriptures. Let me encourage you and show you some things in the scriptures in terms of why we read our Bible. Let's go first of all to Romans chapter 15, verse number four, Romans chapter 15, verse number four. And we're going to read that in the King James and the Amplified because we really read the Bible, y'all, to keep us happy, to make us happy, to keep us happy, and to make our lives better. Amen. Romans 15, 4, you have that? Ready? Read. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning through for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Amen. Through what? Patience and comfort of the scriptures. The scriptures bring us comfort, y'all. Yes. Comfort like comfort you can't get anyplace else. Amen. Yeah, you might have friends you can talk to. You know, or your parents you can talk to, but they really cannot comfort you the way the God of comfort can comfort you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Remember, I'm, I'm talking to you and I'm saying the word does this thing in you that we really is it, beyond our human understanding. It does what only the word can do. Amen. Amen. But the word brings us patience. And it brings us comfort. The scriptures bring that to us. And they were the, the scriptures, they were written for our learning that we might learn. Amen. About the things of God that we might learn about God, that we might learn really about ourselves, because until we really get in the word, the word shows us who we are. OK, so we're getting in the word to learn about ourselves as well. Remember, I said the first reason we read the Bible is to make you happy and to keep you happy. Amen. The word does something in your psyche, in your mind, in your spirit, man, that it surpasses my understanding. I just know it does it. In other words, if you are a person who are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a believer in God and you get into the scriptures on a regular basis, if you are a person who does that, then when you are not in the scriptures, when you are not reading the scriptures, you can tell the difference. You might not know what it is. You might not know why you're snapping at everybody or you're easily agitated or disturbed, but it's because your spirit is hungry for the word. You're hungry. 
<laughs> you know? And so the word does that. It brings comfort. It brings patience. It brings peace of mind. Amen. It brings this love and this joy. It brings well-being. So it's for you. <laughs> Amen. The word is for you. Let's go to some more scriptures. Let's go to a second reason why we read the Bible. The second reason I have here that we read the Bible is that we read the Bible to find out what belongs to us as believers in Christ Jesus. Let's go Colossians to Colossians chapter one, verse number 12, because Colossians chapter one, verse 12 tells us we have an inheritance. Amen. We have something that belongs to us and God wants you to have it. Amen. He, his son, Jesus didn't die on the cross for nothing. He died on the cross so that you could inherit all these blessings from the Lord. Amen. Colossians chapter one, verse 12. Have that ready. Read. Giving thanks unto the Father, with which which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. Let's read that in the Amplified as well. Giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified and made us fit to share the portion, which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in the light. Somebody say, I want my portion. I want my portion. Amen. I, in other words, I, if you have an inheritance, you want that, don't mm -hmm. you? You're not just going to let it go to waste. And so God says he's made us qualified. He's made us fit to share the portion really that belongs to the saints, God's holy people. So if you are a believer, you are a saint, you are one of God's holy people and because his son, Jesus Christ, has died on the cross on your behalf, you have an inheritance. An inheritance of what? Blessings, amen. Peace, love, joy, all those things, amen. In fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 1.20 that all the promises of God, y'all hear, are yes and amen. And so when you get into the word and you're reading the word, you find out all this good stuff God has in store for you. Amen. It says God has qualified us, y'all. Remember, I said we're not reading the Bible to qualify for the blessings. We're already qualified. Amen. Jesus qualified you. Amen. And he's made you fit for all the promises of God. Let's read what Colossians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 1.20 has to say to us. And you can go ahead and read that in the Amplified. Ready? Read. King James says, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. The Amplified reads, For as many as are the promises of God, they all find their yes answer in him, Christ. For this reason, we also utter the amen, so be it, to God through him in his person and by his agency to the glory of God. It said for as many as the promises. Somebody says it's a whole lot of promises. It's a whole lot of promises. A whole lot of promises. And notice what the scripture says here. It says they all find their yes. 
Amen? Their yes answer in him. In other words, when you discover these promises, you know, it's not really a matter to, of going to God like, you know, may I and can I really have whatever, whatever. No, the answer is already yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you may have the promises of God. Amen. And so when we say amen to those promises, we're saying so be it, God. Amen. To, to me or to you. Amen. Through him in his person by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's all for the glory of God. Amen. So we're reading the Bible to find out what belongs to us. Mm -hmm. To find out the promises that God has made to us. To find out all the blessings that we have access to all because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But if you're not reading the word, then you don't know what you what's what he's died on the cross to give you. You don't know what God has promised to you. So we read the Bible, y'all, even as Romans told us, 15, 4, to learn these things. Amen. To learn what's available to us as well as to discover what belongs to us as believers in Christ Jesus. Amen. And I don't know about you. I, I don't want none of my inheritance to, to go to waste or to be in vain. Amen. I was thinking today about the scripture that says, whose report will you believe? And I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. See, the report of the world, the report of the doctor, I promise you, is not the same as the report of the Lord. You know, the doctor is going to say, you have whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to do whatever, whatever. Well, are you going to believe the doctor's report? Or are you going to believe the report of the Lord? Well, what's the report of the Lord? And you find this by reading your Bible. The report of the Lord is, by his stripes, I am healed. You know, you've got to have this made up mind. I don't care what the doctor say. He doesn't have the last word. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. Because I've got, I've read my Bible and I see what God has promised me. I choose to believe that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we read the Bible really is to make us happy, to bring us comfort uh, and peace in the scriptures. And we read it to find out what belongs to us. Let's go to reason number three. We read the Bible or you read the Bible to find out who you are. Until you get into God's word, you really don't know who you are. Because if, if, if you don't get into the word of God to find out who you are, then you'll let the world define you. You hear what I'm saying? You'll let the word tell you, I'm back to my example, you have whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And God's word says, we're healed. Amen. That's part of my identity. I am the healed of the Lord. Amen. You get, you read the Bible to find out who you are. If you don't discover who you are in the Bible, in the word, then the world will define you. See, the Bible says we are chosen. Amen. The Bible says we are loved. You are loved. You don't have to go looking for love in all the wrong places or even the right places for that matter. You're already loved. Right. 
Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us and lets you know you are accepted. You know, if you've ever been in a place, let's just say high school or wherever, uh, and there are groups and cliques going on and you always feel like an outsider. Well, you don't have to feel that way with the Lord. We are accepted in the beloved. As a matter of fact, as a child of God or as a son of God, you are the apple of his eye. Somebody say, I am the apple of his eye. I am the Let's go, uh, that's not on your list, but let's go to Psalm 17, 8. Psalm chapter 17, verse 8. We're just, we're saying these things, letting you know uh, the word has power. And so, yes, the word does have power, but there are other reasons we read the Bible as well. Amen. To find out who we are and, and what's our inheritance. To, the word makes us better. Amen. Makes our lives better. Amen. Psalm 17, 8. You have that? This is uh, David uh, talking in the Psalms. Ready? Read. Keep me as the apple of the eye. Hide me under the shadow of thy wings. David told the Lord, keep me, Lord, as the apple of your eye. And so if David's the apple of God's eye, we are the apple of God's eye. Amen. Because we are in the beloved. We are in the, the ultimate apple of his eye. And his name is Jesus. Amen. We are the apple of God's eye. You are his favorite. I, that's what Marquetta says. I'm his favorite. You are his favorite. Because God is like that. He can have all of us favorites. Amen. It's not like one person is favored and another person can't be. With God, we can all be favorites. It's just what you choose to be. Amen. We are the apple of his eye and the word lets us know that we are his beloved. Amen. This is all has to do with your identity, who you are. Amen. We are God's children. We are his sons. We are his favorites, his beloved. He's chosen us. Amen. And we are accepted in him. And there's a whole lot more descriptions of who we are in the Bible. These are just some that came to mind as the Lord was preparing this Bible study. We read the Bible to find out who we are. Amen. In Christ Jesus. If you, if you don't get into the word, you know, the word will let you know that uh, you are a woman of God or you are a man of God. But, you know, if you don't get into the word, you'll walk around thinking like the world talks and defines people. You're a diva. Well, no, I'm not a diva. I am a woman of God. Have no desire to be a diva. To be honest, I don't even know what that means. And so it, because I don't know what that means, I have no desire to be that. I'm just talking about me right now. Okay. I, I prefer to define myself, I'm a woman of God. Amen. Amen. So that, you know, if some joker is trying to talk, first of all, he has to know I'm a woman of God. I'm not like some of these other people, other women that you see. You know what I'm saying? I am a woman of God. So you've got to know these things about yourself. And you get to know who you are in the word of God. Amen. Amen. The word's going to help you. D define who you are to know who you are amen so that there won't be any ambiguity <clears throat> or misunderstanding 
you'll know who you are as defined by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Because I prefer to be defined by him as opposed to letting the world tell me who I am. You know, I, you know this is a little tangent here. <laughs> One of my little pet peeves. I don't even like to be defined as a black person. Now, I know y'all might take issue with that, but I'm talking about Agatha right now, okay? But, no, I, because when you say that, when, when you say black, then that connotes and denotes certain um, images, certain stigmas in people's minds. And I don't prefer to be um, um, affiliated, if you will, with what people think black people supposed to be like. Y'all understand what I'm saying to you? In other words, don't define me that way. I'm Agatha, woman of God. I just happen to have brown skin, nappy hair. Okay? But that's me. All right? Y'all, you know, y'all might take issue with that. But I'm just talking about me. I prefer woman of God above everything else. Forget black. Forget white. I don't care about none of that. I'm woman of God. That's me now. You ain't got to be like that. I'm just talking about me right now, okay? <clears throat> the next reason why we read our Bible is we read our Bible to feed our spirit man. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. Y'all forgive me for going off on that little tangent, but some things I do feel very strongly about. And believe it or not, that has that helped me in my walk with God to... To understand and to know that I was a woman of God and I am a woman of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Because we understand um, our spirit man. Remember we are what? Spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul, mind, will, emotions. And we all, uh, all of that is contained and lives in this thing that we see called a body. <clears throat> but we read the Bible to feed our spirit man. The, the word is really like manna from heaven. It, it's, it's like the tree of life. It is alive. Y'all hear what I'm saying to you? Yeah. It is alive. The word is alive. Yes, is. Amen. And when we don't feed on the word, <clears throat> that's how we get hungry. Remember I say, you know, it'll manifest in different ways. You'll be snappy. You'll be easily agitated, disturbed, irritated. You know, you'll snap people up. And you won't even know why they're getting on your nerves. It's because you're hungry for the word. Let's read Hebrews 4, 12, and we're going to read that King James and Amplify. Ready? Read. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. It says it's quick, it's powerful. Remember I said the word does something in us, in our spirit man, in our psyche. I can't explain how the word does this stuff right here. Divides asunder the soul and the spirit. I really can't explain that. Uh, and the joints in the marrow. I don't know how it does that. I just know it does it. Okay. So the word does this thing that only the word can do. You know, um, it just is able to do that. It is the word of God. So he's able to discern the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Amen. Many times you might not even know what's in your heart. Right. 
Okay, but God does. Let's read that in the King in the Amplified. For the, go ahead. For the word of God speaks. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Say so it's what? It alive is alive and full of power. Amen. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes purposes of the heart. Amen. The word that God speaks, it's alive. And, and because it's alive, y'all, it brings life to us. Amen. Amen. The word brings life to you. It, 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 it brings, it'll, it'll, it'll make alive dead things. <laughs> Amen. Dead parts of you. Amen. It'll quicken. That's another word that, uh, uh, I believe the King James uses the word of God. That's what it means by it's quick. It'll quicken. You know what I'm saying? It'll bring some things alive. And it's full of power. Amen. I like that scripture Marquetta read, uh, Luke 137. No word from God is without power. The word has power. That's what Pastor told us on Sunday. Amen. And that word is because it has power. Amen. It's operative. It can do some operating. <laughs> Amen. It can do some energizing. Yes. And it's effective. The word does what God sends the word to do. Yep. It does not return to him void. Mm -mm. Amen. That's why we're trying to encourage you. If you just get in the word, the word is going to do this work in you. Yes. Amen. It's going to do what? Nobody else can do. And it is sharper, it says, than any two-edged sword. It penetrates down to the breath of life, your soul and your spirit, man. Amen. And it goes down to the joints and marrow, the deepest parts of your nature. You don't even know what's down there, <laughs> but the word does. Amen. And it will expose and sift, analyze and judge. Amen. Even the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. The word of God does all that. And so we read the Bible. We read the word to feed our spirit, man, to bring life to our spirit and our soul. Amen. To energize us where we need energizing to mm -hmm. operate, to cut out. Pastor used that phrase. What was that phrase Sunday? That the word will cut out, um, fix. I know. Yeah. The word searches out. This is what he said. The word searches out. It takes out. It cuts out. It fixes whatever needs to be fixed. Whatever needs to be cut out. You know what I'm saying? Whatever needs to be taken out. The word divides right from wrong. Even in us, when we think we right, if you get in the word, ultimately, if you're not right, the Holy Ghost and the word of God is going to let you know that. Amen. But, you know, just let's say somebody like me telling you or some friends or somebody telling you, you know, we don't always receive <clears throat> what somebody tells us. But the word of God 
goes down to the deepest parts of your nature. And God has a way of letting you know what's right and what's wrong. Amen. Amen. And then I love this. Uh, our next reason for reading the Bible is to let God finish the work he has already begun in you. Let's go to Philippians 1, 6, because we talk about uh, he who has, has begun a good work in you, he will perform it. Well, what's that work? That work is a work, number one, of salvation, of saving you. Amen? And it's a work of, of um, sanctification. God wants to sanctify you, set you apart. And so he's begun this saving and this sanctifying, but you got to let him finish it. Amen. And that happens as we get in the word of God. As we are in the word of God on a consistent basis, God will finish the work he has begun in you. Have Philippians 1, 6. Let's read that King James and Amplified. Ready? <clears throat> read. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Amplified reads, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Amen. And what that's saying to me is, you know, as we stay in the word of God, amen, as we are believers in Christ Jesus, we don't ever have to worry about, you know, well, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be always saved. If you believe you are saved, amen. But God wants to do this work of sanctifying, of, of salvation, of saving you not just to, to, from hell to go to heaven, but he wants salvation in every area of your life. Amen. Whatever area you need saving in. If you need saving from sickness, he wants to do that in your life. If you need some salvation in your finances, he wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Amen. If you need uh, salvation, I don't know, in, 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 in work or in your career, God wants to do those things in your life. Amen. And so what this scripture is saying is that as we get into the word of God, we can be confident that because he's begun this good work, he will continue to perform it. Amen. Even as Philippians 2, 13 tells us, it's God that works in us, both to will and to do his good pleasure. Amen. It's God working at us. It's working in us. It's the word of God working in us to do what? To do and to perform God's good will. Amen. God wants to do that. Hallelujah. He wants to perform what he's already begun in you. He wants to do that. Amen. And so as we get into the Bible, as we are reading the word, <clears throat> What we are saying to you is as we are in this word, let God finish this work that he has begun in you. Amen. He will do it. So I'm just trying to encourage you. Let God do the work. Amen. Let the word do the work. Let God do what he desires to do in your life. Amen. We read the Bible, y'all, to, to find out who we are. The word makes us better. It makes us happy. It keeps us happy. We have an inheritance, and we want to find out what belongs to us. Amen? We want to find out 
who we are in Christ Jesus and to feed our spirit man with the bread of life. Amen. The manna from heaven. Amen. The tree of life. We want to eat from that tree. Amen. And God wants to finish this work he has begun in you. Pastor said 2023 is going to be a year, a time of refreshing, y'all. A time of good success. A time of being at the right place at the right time. So we don't want to miss out on anything. Amen. We don't want to miss out on anything God has for us. Whether part of our inheritance or our identity or even his blessings. We don't want to miss out on anything. Pastor said it like this Sunday. The devil has duped us. Has fooled us into thinking we ain't got to read the Bible. We just go to church. No, that's not going to work like that. Amen. Everybody has to get into the word of God. Amen. And God wants each of us as his men and women of God to know the word that he speaks unto us. Amen. It's good to hear from pastor, but it's better for you to hear it from God yourself. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. It's better to hear from God himself. So this year of refreshing, this year of good success, this year of being at the right place at the right time, I just encourage you, get into the word. You get into the word, you're not going to miss any of that. Amen. All that God has in store for us, it shall come to pass. Just wanted to encourage you tonight to give you, you know, some more reasons of why read your Bible, because it's really good for you. It's the, it makes you better. Amen. It, it brings comfort to you. It is um, um, good. And my time is well spent. Let's give God praise for the word. Hallelujah. 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 Well, let's go before our Lord and make a declaration to him. Amen. Based on the word. Hallelujah. And just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me and dying for me on the cross. Your precious blood. Washes me clean of every sin. You are my Lord and my Savior now and forever. I believe you rose from the dead and you are alive today. Because of your finished work, I am now a beloved son of God and heaven is my home. Thank you for giving me eternal life, filling my heart with your peace, with your joy with your Holy Ghost, with your grace, with your word, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you on next time. Until then, remember, if you believe right, you will live right.